I'm Amanda, and I'm a meeting planner. And hi, I'm Daryl, and I'm also a meeting planner. And this, this is, is Miracle, Miracle Worker. Workers. We didn't do that in un no. unison, but it's still Miracle Workers. Amanda, yep. what's the tagline? It's a podcast for meeting planners by meeting planners. And I know you've got one very important question on your mind right now. Yeah, Daryl, why? Why, dear God? Why are you wearing a banana suit? Well, I'm not just wearing a banana suit, Amanda. As you can clearly see, it's a banana suit with a Savannah Bananas jersey on top. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, that makes it so much better. Uh, but still, I'm going to need another. I, I have a little bit of cold in my head. Uh, so maybe I have a little brain fog. So you're going to have to break it down for me. Well, why? I, I think it's pretty obvious um, because it's Halloween and why wouldn't I be a banana banana uh, <laughs> or a Savannah banana? That's like a banana, banana. squared. It like is. A, it's, it's, it's almost like banana pudding, um, at least, you know, with as much food as I've eaten recently, uh, <laughs> the consistency. But, you know, look, it's Halloween, Amanda, and I think that being here in costume is the perfect tie-in to our topic today. Do you know what it is? Uh, free snack size candy handed out by people in your neighborhood whom you really rarely talk to any other time of the year? Well, sort of. And if you do, just save me the Hershey's Special Dark and the Whoppers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fine. Oh, you mean scary stuff. Like when our meetings go entirely haywire. Exactly. Ah, uh, yes. Exactly. Well, I mean, things at your meetings go haywire because my meetings well, are perfect and nothing ever, ever goes wrong. Oh, really? You're trying to go big league on me now. I am indeed. All right, look, maybe I've had a, a few small things go wrong in the past, but more often than not, I've had a lot of wacky things happen. What about you? What, Amanda, what's the, what's the craziest thing that has ever happened at one of your meetings? Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, I have some true whoppers. Ah, see what, I see what you did there. See what yeah, I did there? Kids, that's um, called a tie-in. Listen, I, I'm not even going to give my biggest because I'm going to try to angle uh, for, you know, maybe our guest today to highlight me in a future, uh, you know, chapter or episode or something. Okay. But I am going to say that recently... At my meeting, I think I even talked about this on the last uh, call, maybe, but definitely had a mouse run through my, uh, you know, may. Oh, no, I'm going to talk. You know what? Even better oh. yet. Better yet. I did have a mouse run through my general session room. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's not a, nearly as exciting as the time when I had my keynote speaker, a professional keynote speaker. I will not say his name, but he was giving a very energetic um, you know, presentation on the stage and he was gesturing to his slides behind him. I don't know why he didn't need to gesture to them. We all could see them. It was a big ass screen, but anyway, he, he kept moving closer. Oh no. Closer. Oh, no. And he fell off the, off back, the back of the back stage. Of the stage. <laughs> fell, off, fell off. And I'm way at the other end of the room because I'm at the tech table because I'm doing my thing. Um, you know, doing the thing. And honest to God, everyone at the tech table just looked around at each other like, did he just die? Because we all thought he died. <laughs> we thought he had a heart attack and died. And I was truly in my head, three steps ahead, thinking 
How am I going to get him out of the dead guy out of the room? And then what are we going to do after that? Uh But before I could get on my phone, he jumped up. I mean, literally jumped up all the way from behind onto the stage in some kind of like Olympic, whatever those, when you're in the gym and those people are doing those box jumps and you're like, why would you do that? Apparently you would do that to train if you fall off the stage. stage. So he jumped back up and continued on with his presentation for about 30, maybe 45 seconds. And then he went, all right, listen, let's, let's just stop here and let's address the elephant in the room. I just fell off the stage. Yes, that happened. I'm fine. We're all good. Are you good? Cause you're probably, we're a little concerned. All right, let's all take a breath. Okay. Now we can go on. Crazy. It was I crazy. It. How about you? What, I, well, I, I mean, again, Nothing bad ever happens to your meetings. And I know, know I know. I, Nothing I, that you can control, of course. But I am also trying to to uh, maybe uh, get this story published at a later date. So I won't go fully into it. I may have mentioned it before, but um, there was an issue with the speaker who uh, was being introduced on stage and we couldn't find him. Go back and see he's in the men's room and... Um, didn't exactly get a chance to wash his hands before running back out on stage. Oh, no. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> not, one of my, not one of my proudest moments. I'm looking forward to hearing all of the details of that story at some point. But um, why don't we get off the bathroom talk? Because as exciting as that is, it's a little oogie, although appropriate for Halloween, maybe. Um, and let's introduce our special guest. We are excited to have a guest, a real live guest, uh, at least via Zoom. Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, acclaimed author, um, acclaimed because I have owned her book and uh, I I know her uh, essentially through the the business. Uh, We'd like to welcome uh, Terry Matthews Lombardo, TML, to those in the know, the (laughs) author of Meetings Mayhem, and just in case- Exclamation point, Daryl. Yes. Exclamation point. Thank you. I learned today that you have to actually put the exclamation park exclamation point in when you search, or otherwise uh, it's going to come up with an entirely different book. It's going to cause mayhem. It will. Which (laughs) is, I mean, again, this is the whole Halloween thing, right? It's it's let's cause as much trouble and mayhem as we possibly. It's like a gremlin in your search engine. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Remember, hey Amanda, remember Terry? This is an interview about Terry. Oh. Yeah, I <laughs> Okay, so Terry, I'll ask her question. That'll probably help help them. Please, we, we'd like Terry to get the interview underway. Yes. <laughs> okay. So my first question is the incredibly basic one that every author gets asked, which is what caused you to write this book? Like what was the impetus, you know, to move from just this is a collection of stop writing it down which is not an easy process i know yes yes and thank you for that because um everyone i i've got quite a bit of longevity in this industry and everyone knows me as a meeting planner but my alter ego uh is that of a writer and um people a lot of People don't know, even good friends of mine didn't realize because I hadn't been talking about it that much, but I've been submitting articles to trade magazines and I've been published in quite a few, not only industry trade magazines, but also travel um, uh, blogs, travel websites, travel magazines, things like that. That's kind of my 
my alternative path. Um, nice. I like to say it's my alter ego, but I've always been a writer as well. So um, the meetings mayhem came about specifically because I've been working in so much mayhem yes. for so many years. And, um, and in fact, the number one thing when it was finally published, the biggest feedback I was getting from all the meeting planners reading it was, oh my gosh, I've been talking about doing that for years and yeah. you finally did it. And I said, well, thank you. And, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But so really the, the ulterior motive was just to kind of channel into that alternative ego of mine to begin with as a writer and really focus on a book. And um, now it's leading to Meetings Mayhem 2, Volume Ooh. 2. I'm working on that. Yes. Nice. And, um, who knows? Maybe there'll be a three and four because we all know there's plenty of mayhem out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think not. I mean, as planners, we, we all have it. And I think that's what makes it amazing to you know, read that somebody else has got the same problem. You know, we talk about this right. whenever we sit down and 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 gab over a happy hour or uh, meet up at an industry event. Do we just... do that? Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally. Gab over happy Maybe. hour? Just every that... once in a while. <laughs> that's what... where most of these stories came from, and that's how most of them got even better. So the, the other part is that these are, are, are these all your stories or are these a conglomeration? This is a compilation of, of friends of mine, uh, you know, associates. Um, everybody has a story, right? And not everybody's a writer. So I and I, I collected them from a lot of different methods. Some people um, wrote me an outline and then I kind of turned it into my own voice and, you know, asked more questions to fill in the blanks. Um, other people, I, I I did some Zoom interviews with them, and they just talked about the story. And then I again took it into my own voice, and I knew I wanted this to uh, not only be humorous but educational, in that everything is true. Every every absolutely every story is true. We know we say we can't make this stuff up, right? Yeah, so no, right. It, yeah, so it was very important to me to get the facts right. We did have to change some names to protect the innocent. We don't ever want to. Or the guilty. We know they're guilty. Exactly. We even pretend. Exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. So we didn't want to, you know, get involved in any lawsuits or anything. Uh -huh. Jonathan Howe happens to be a friend of mine. So I did consult with him at some, on this. But anyway, um, yeah, they're all true stories, but it's a collection of of everyone's stories, including some of my own, but I have heard a number of people say in volume two, they wanted more of my own stories. I'm happy to do that. I've got plenty to share, um, but I just thought it was important to show the, um, the truthfulness that all meeting planners from all walks of life go through these crazy things. So some are um, on incentives, some are on, you know, corporate association meetings, everybody goes through it. Some of them are just from travel, uh, you know, uh, trip director jobs, just really short ones at the end, things like that. So, so Terry, you said something um, that really uh, it blew my mind that you would have the forethought and the, the what to, to put in your book it's not just though a collection of funny and interesting stories you it it also is educational right I mean mm -hmm. you really 
give definitions, meeting terminology, lessons learned? I mean, that's what, how did you do that? What made you think to do that? Like, talk a little bit about that part of the book, because you could have easily just told funny stories and it'd been light and breezy. And we all in the meetings industry and other people who travel for a living would have like, "Ah, no, this is great. And, you know, off we would have gone. But what made you make it a little deeper, a little bit more educational? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, self-serving, I wanted a larger market. So it was very important to me. I knew that it would appeal to our own industry because these are the stories that we live and and talk about during our happy hours and you know talk about when it's over but uh, so many of us have been asked time and time again even by our own relatives what do you do for a living <laughs> How, what is all this craziness about why are you always on airplanes why are you always in these beautiful resorts or wherever and what goes on there um and then the the educational point part for me was very important because I do a lot of lecturing right here in Orlando at the University of Central Florida, the Rosen School of Hospitality Management. So I get a number of questions from hospitality students all the time about what really goes on in, you know, when you're on site. I mean, you know, the classes are all about the specifics, you know, the um, checklists that you have to go through and the legalities and et cetera, et cetera. But whenever I get in front of the class, that's the number one thing I get asked about is talk about some real life stories. And so I thought about the students and I thought I can't just tell a story. I want it to educate them as well. Um, And I want them to understand that it's not all the glitz and glamour. And um, there's always, always a lot of details that go on behind the scenes and any one detail could derail the entire event very quickly, very easily. So that was important to me. And I've gotten good feedback on including that. So I got to say that uh, from a reviewer perspective, I enjoyed the stories. Uh, I won't ruin anything for your for the uh, readers, (laughs) but uh, I highly recommend chapter 12, um, Mickey Rooney, Boxer Shorts and Burgers. My favorite, my favorite story in the book. And not just because I like Mickey Rooney and hamburgers and probably boxer shorts, but I know I enjoy that section. I am glad that we're trending toward boxer shorts instead of speedos. Okay. I'm just saying, I I thought you were going to say instead of Mickey Rooney, but sure. We'll go with that too. (laughs) Well, or as appropriate, y'all can't see this because you know, this is a podcast, but, or a banana hammock. Oh, see what I did there. (laughs) And it comes full circle. All right. No, that's okay. But hey, Terry. The Speedos came from chapter two, I got to point out, from the incentive perk. So that one was um, getting a lot of laughs too, but so did Mickey Rooney's story. Yeah. What the the, the review thing, uh, my my critique though, and and hopefully we can can fix this for, for the second edition. Yes. Um, is, Is that there's no stories from me in there. And it's very little. The book is. Very little about me and about about you, Daryl. About me personally, yes. Daryl, this is your open invitation to send me your story. Talk to me. Please bring it on. We'll we'll send. Otherwise, I will have to listen to this for the longest time. (laughs) She's already had Terry. What you don't know before this, we we just did the the opening, and and Amanda had to hear the the speaker speaker stuck in the men's room story again. So uh, yeah, like the four hundredth time. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. We'll we'll share that. We'll share that one with you. um, (laughs) Thank you for the next book. But what 
I know, you know, so my favorite story, I've got that, but what about you? What was your favorite story from, yeah. from this, this version? Oh my gosh. Mama can't have favorites. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can. That's a lie. That's a lie that every mother tells her children that has Terry, more. Terry, yeah, this is just between me and you and Amanda and literally only dozens of other people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I, first of all, I have, I have two kids. I have a boy and a girl. So I always say to my son, you're my favorite son ever. And, yes. and then my daughter, you're my favorite daughter ever. So it is hard, but I, I will say, you know, people did ask me, how did you categorize or how did you come up with a table of contents? And in the end, I really had to go alphabetically by last name <laughs> because I didn't want to put more emphasis on one story over the other because I, they're all from different categories. They're all, they all bring something to the table. Some are much more funny than others. Um, for instance, um, chapter five, I think it is, Lend Me an Ear. That literally is about an attendee at a convention losing their ear while they were attending the convention. So that's not something that's easy to get funny about. No. But, but no. you had to put it in the perspective of how it happened and from the planner standpoint, how she found out about it without giving the whole story away. But she literally found out because she had left, she'd exited the hotel, I think to put somebody into a taxi cab to leave and getting out of a cab was this attendee all but with his head all bandaged up and definitely bloody um, residue around where his ear would have been. And she knew he was one of her employees there attending the convention. And she's like, oh, dear God, what's this about? And so, you know, you had to find some humor in it somehow. So that, that was yeah. me transitioning the humor portion. The same thing with, there's a very serious story about, um, before there was COVID, there was Legionnaire's disease. If you're old enough to remember Legionnaire's disease mm. in this industry, which some of us are, um, and, and there were a lot of deaths that resulted from this person's tale about encountering Legionnaire's disease at her convention. So oh again, I tried to find some humor in it. And you can only do that as a planner after the fact, after yeah. you've lived through it after you can breathe and write your reports and say, wow, how, who's ever going to believe this happened to me? <laughs> yeah. Except other planners. So, so I know getting back to your question, I really can't have favorites. I, wow. you know, I think okay. the stripper story, I think that was a real, I just had to label that. Is there, is that a stripper on my stage? That was a relay, a story relayed from someone when she was new to the industry wow. and was told by her hotel boss, do whatever the client wants. The client wanted a stripper and she got the stripper and the rest is history. It didn't go over well with the audience. Yeah, yeah, that would be one hell of a general yeah. session. Yes. So, I mean, that's a particularly funny one, I think. Um, I mentioned chapter two because incentive perks that it does involve a speedo. It does involve some 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 dicey uh, laughs there. Um, Spicy. Even the last the last chapter. Um, laughs. I gotta check and see. Well, don't no don't don't give them any more, Terry. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Terry. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna buy I'm gonna the stop, book. Stop okay, you so that they buy the book. Instead, yeah, I'm gonna you. ask about you know what. 
So this obviously brings us into the realm, right, of like all the wackadoo things that happen and the skills that we have to have as meeting planners to survive, basically, right. to survive, especially as, as you know, I'm not saying you've been around for a long time, but you have a yeah, little bit of experience as do Daryl and I, we're not kids anymore. Um, what but, you're saying well, is that I have a lot of gray hair, Terry. She's she's not knocking you. She's knocking me. She's saying, well, and I'm just saying, gray hair, and that's not what I tell you. At least you still have hair, Daryl. Yeah, so a little, little bit. Uh, but what do you think is a skill that most, like most of us wouldn't see on a job description or a resume, but you think is most helpful to being a meaning planner? I know that's a really like, you know. Yeah. You might have to think about it for a second. If you want to be quiet and think about it, we can edit that out. So you no, know. I don't even need to think about it oh, because okay. to be honest, yeah. Um, I say this quite often to, again, to the students I lecture to in particular, when they say, you know, of course, a lot of the students want to go into wedding planning and I'm like, have at it, have a good, have a good career. Yeah. Be careful I mean, what good you luck choose. For all the wedding planners. Good job, people. I, yeah, could, I, I couldn't do that. No. No way, uh, Jose. No, but I, I honestly think one of the most important things is just to be quick on your feet and be decisive because, you know, more often than not, that's what we're faced with every day, right? Our decisions. Yeah. And you can't take very long to make these decisions. It's not only weather related. I mean, that's the number one, I think, big thing when you're a planner and you got your opening reception outside on the croquet lawn or on the beach side or whatever and you know now the hotels some of them are requiring an eight-hour turnaround so you have to make that decision first thing in the morning or whatever and planners are like no we can't decide yet it's not raining right now but hey we know it's going to rain we have this thing called radar now right. that we can track so I I think making quick decisions and I saw something recently I thought was so funny it, it um it said the, the road is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that, those poor squirrels. You see them right. all the time, right? You know, oh my yeah, God, one, yeah. out, right or left. I'll, I'll work with you, but you got to give me a direction. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I will say, hold on, Nero, I see you. I see you in it, but I will say, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll tag on to that to say with a calm demeanor. Right. I mean, I remember when I was a young meeting planner, I remember standing mm -hmm. in the Chicago Palmer House Hilton. Oh, I, I love remember. that hotel. I love that hotel. My it hotel was. staff was amazing. And I will tell you that they fixed my problem as I'm literally sobbing in the lobby, which I would never do now, multiple decades later. But I think when you can find that I don't care if it's real or not, but if you can find that demeanor of calm, mm -hmm. everybody else around you takes it exactly. down a few exactly. levels, has so much more confidence in what you're recommending or what you're saying you should do. If you mm -hmm. can act with calm, as you said, quickly and with authority, like that can, my statement is always, is somebody bleeding from a vein or having a heart attack, right? Yes. Nope. Okay, then let's take this down a notch. The fact that the AV is not working, nobody's dying. So let's mm -hmm. like, okay, we'll find yeah. a solution. You know, so I think that exactly. like, I agree with a quick a decisions, authoritative, yeah. timely decision in a calm manner is the yeah. thing you're never going to see on like a list of 
you know, requirement of, of skills on yeah, the sure. uh, on the put this on your resume. And I kind of cover that really in my preface to um, I, I gave the the definition of calamity, a disastrous situation or event. And then disastrous is a calamitous event. Um, and then I talk about something that you just kind of pointed out. Planners respond one of three or four ways. And I outlined that one of which is to calmly, you know, the first one is to, to just, you know, wreak mayhem and chaos and, you know, respond ridiculously, which is not what anybody's client or boss, whatever yeah. the situation wants to see. They want someone with authority making a decision. They want, you know, they want that squirrel to go right or left immediately. Right. So yeah. it, it's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love it, Terry. And and again, for those of you uh, who uh, we're going to talk about the book, and we'll put a link to uh, places to buy the book at the uh, in the show notes here. Uh, but the book has got so much great information, and I love uh, something Amanda alluded to a short time ago. The end of each story has those lessons learned, which I love that because if you're like me and don't want to read the whole book, you could just flip <laughs> to the lessons learned. Got no, it. I'm kidding. I, I read. I read. <laughs> I got my copy right here. I'm, I'm making you. a face at him, Terry. It's it's, it's Again, lacking in audio. Me too. Me like, too. I feel like our podcast listeners can't see me making the face at them, but they know. <laughs> it's a they face. Know. It's a face. They know I'm yeah. making the face. We can feel it. Yes, yes exactly. You know, the, the downside, I say that the, the downside to having, uh, doing this over Zoom is that Terry's not in the room with us. And so I can't get an autographed copy yeah. of the book. But Terry, the next time I see you, I keep this in my briefcase. So uh, just thank case, you. Keep, thank you for sharing the love. Copy. I appreciate it. It'll go um, right up on the shelf next to the autographed copy of uh, the Kinky Friedman series. Um, <laughs> no, I'm very another another accomplished author, but not meeting planner. Uh, but yeah. what what is so we you, I know at the end, you know, you you encourage uh, planners to reach out to you and you, you already got some. And I know that you and I are going to connect because I need about three or four yes. stories about me in you the next it. issue uh, or the next the, the next episode. But um what 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 are some stories that didn't make the first cut like do, do you have a favorite that didn't didn't make it and you want to put in the next one or you can't no, you know what print? happened with the first one um i had been collecting stories for several years but not focusing let's just say even though i'm a fabulous meeting planner as a book author it was a side hustle that was not getting my attention until the pandemic and uh, like everybody, I, I lost a few clients. I did maintain some clients during that craziness, but I lost a few. I had some more time and I thought, you know what, this would be a good time for me to focus on my alter ego and bring, bring these stories to life. Um, and I thought about just starting to post one or two on my blog every now and again. And I thought, no, I've got enough that I could really put a book together and you can only talk about putting a book together so long before you either kick yourself and say, okay, it's gonna happen or I'm never gonna do this. And I just thought the timing was right. So um, I did, there were no stories that I left out that I had completed the interviews for. There were, however, numerous people that kept saying to me, Terry, have I got one for you? And I kept, you know, again, it has to start somewhere. So I'd follow up with a phone call or an email. I need more details. Can we schedule an interview? and they were never available. So um, I've got people in my back pocket I'm already turning to for the next for the next go round. I've got people that have already 
reached out to me. I've already got some stories going. I've got that file folder going in my computer. So slowly, but it's been a crazy busy year in the meeting planning world. As you all know, we're all in it together. And um, so I'm not as far along with it. I'm still taking uh, uh, stories and I have not gotten to the point where I have to say to someone, I don't think that one's going to make the cut. Um, and I'll tell you why I don't, it's not that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I just think everyone's story is valid. But as you probably remember at the end of this book, there, there are some very, very short stories that I thought were fun and, and had a relevant, um, you know, take on them. This kind of chaos goes on too, um, but it's not worthy of a whole chapter or anything like that. So. Okay. Well, Terry, that leads me to the natural question how can people, if, if I've got an amazing story that may or may not involve me crying in the Chicago, you know, uh, the Palmer house yes. in Chicago, uh, how can I get that story to you? How can I reach out to you? Very easy. My email, I'm happy to share my email, um, tml at cfl.rr.com. And it's also listed several places in the book. Um, how to contact me. Um, I have a, you know, a business Facebook site. I've got a, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Um, you can't be everywhere, but you have to be a little bit of somewhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe if you just open your window and yell, Hey, TML, yes. it's, like, yes. it's like the bat signal. She comes around. That's a good way I, too. That's a very good way. I think that might be too. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least my neighbors are looking at me funny. So I got that. That's yeah. kind of a story. I just thought that was the odor coming from your head. Well, it's, that's it too. I've got some, <laughs> all the weeks weeks of coffee coffee cups stored up here. Well, Terry, <laughs> thank you so, so much for joining us today. We've had a uh-huh. blast. And uh, if you want to get a copy of Terry's book, sure, you can go to Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble, but don't do that. No. Don't do that. No. Thank you. Support the author locally. Support her directly. Head over to terrysworldtravels.com. That's Terry's World Travels, like Miracle Workers podcast. It's a plural. Terry'sWorldTravels.com and click on the Meetings Mayhem tab at the top. You'll be able to order her book directly and she gets to keep even more of the money for which she will pay us for having her on the show this week. Daryl, Daryl, that doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Uh, re- I don't remember that in my contract, yeah, but I'll, see, you know, we, I'll read the fine print. A yeah. contract. Amanda, we uh, should start getting them contracts. Oh, contract. Oh, I knew uh, we forgot something. Yeah. Um, and we will post that uh, for those of you. We'll, we'll post thank that in the show notes at the yes. end. Um, and you'll see it there on the LinkedIn and the Facebook. And Terry, thank you so, so much for joining us. We can't wait to have you back for thank Meetings you. Mayhem Volume 2. And it's, this one's going to, I think she'll have a question mark at the end. So that leaves the door open. <laughs> is it volume future. two? Yeah, or volume three, the, four. I is mean. it the end of the world? Who knows? Whoever knows that. Yeah. I also like to say, I just wanted to add this quickly. Um, people ask me how long it takes to read this book. I don't know why they ask that. It's not something I've ever asked, but these are millennials, I think, because they yeah. judge everything by timing. And I say, you know what? This is the best bathroom book ever. Because yeah, some, some chapters are three pages, some are ten pages. You put it in your bathroom, you get a laugh while you're doing your business. On you go. Perfect. Uh, I, I would point out that if you are keeping this book in your bathroom, to please mark it as so. So if you pass it, want to pass it <laughs> on to somebody, 
they know it's red flagged already. True, true. Oh, it's like Costanza. All right, yeah. Terry, thanks so much for joining us. And we are going to be you, back. Terry. We're going to be back right after this very brief word from our sponsors. Thank you. Well, that does sound like there is mayhem aplenty. And I'm not just talking about what's going to show up at my door tonight. Uh, Terry was amazing. And, was. you know, the book is amazing. And I'm just saying, I don't know, Daryl. We 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 muffed the field goal attempt. We we just we did the Lucy pulled. We missed. She had a story. Terror. How did we not discuss that on our Halloween episode? I oh. know, I know. But if we gave away the whole book, I mean, which we almost uh, kind of did. Yeah, but, uh, that's true. We, so yeah. go out and buy it today. It would be very appropriate, and then you can read the Tower of Terror story. Tower of Terror story. Agreed. Agreed. And and I know there are two things I've learned from reading this book. Um, number one is I don't feel so bad about some of the craziness that's happened at, well, not my meetings. We've established that, but at other people's meetings. People, right. It, it right. is it is good to know this in all seriousness. It's good to know that uh, this does happen to other people. It's yeah. not just you. Um, it's definitely not me. Uh, <laughs> no, it, <laughs> Amanda's a good meeting planner, damn it. It just always seems to happen to her. Um, but no, I mean, I think for all of us, just knowing that that this stuff does go on and it's not your lack of planning. Sometimes it's just literally luck of the draw. Um, but I think the other thing is I, I really can't wait for the follow-up to this and not just because maybe we have our stories uh, in yeah. there, which would be pretty yeah. cool. But I, I I think that maybe I'm going to send, uh, I'll send Terry an email uh, and see if we can't uh, get me to do the audio recording for the book. We got to get this book on... Uh, they don't call them book oh. on tapes anymore. What do they call them? It's just audio books. Yeah, audio. Uh, so you, no, no, Daryl. You mean you need the audio version because you can't read. Uh, that's, what? You have to read. No, to no. To I, I don't think this is a case oh. for personal attacks, Amanda. Uh, no, I can read. Thank you Oh, you can? Much. Oh, a little. you took a class recently? I did actually, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> not, related to, not related to Terry's book, but I did actually just listen to my first they, they call them audiobooks now. Uh, I okay. still call them books on tape because I'm old. But um, now I listened to my first audiobook. Uh, I just finished it, and uh, I know I'm way behind the times, but it's really good. And I got two more coming out on on uh, on hold. And actually, it's I, I will give a little plug for it because it is tangentially related to uh, the meetings industry, at least the travel side of the meetings industry. And it's called The Last Resort. A Chronicle of Paradise, Profit, and Peril at the Beach by Sarah Stodola, S-T-O-D-O-L-A. We'll put it in the meeting note, oh, in the uh, show notes. That sounds interesting. It's actually pretty cool. It's a lot For about- For a hot people. second, I thought it was about that Firefly Festival, and I was like- <laughs> Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's a book about, it's a book about um, uh, the, the history of beach resorts around the world. And basically, why they've all doomed us to uh, to anybody that goes to those beaches a life of uh, of ever uh, ever growing peril when it comes to climate change. Uh, but it is actually it's a fascinating book. Interesting. Um, so I can maybe I could do that for Terry. I could be the I could read her book on tape or whatever yeah. for anybody to listen to with your dulcet tones. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, if you have a great, we, we want to wrap up a little bit here. So if you have a crazy story to share or an idea for a future episode, drop us a line. Just like Terry, we're going to go plural here. Miracle Workers 
podcast at gmail.com. Terry's not the only one who takes good stories. We take them too. We love a good story here. So you could even be a guest and just tell us your story. You could leave it on like a voicemail. You can, you can do anything. Yeah. Hit us up on the Twitter too. You go to the Twitter at MW the podcast. And, um, you know, while you're online there, you said drop us a, a voicemail right from our website. Um, it's uh, anchor.fm slash miracle workers podcast. Or you can head over to Anchor, which is now Spotify or just Spotify, really doesn't matter. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast style audio materials, click the subscribe button. That way you never miss out on the latest episodes. Yep, yep, absolutely. So uh, Daryl, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna have to go like get ready for Halloween. I got a lot of costuming to put on. I got I got some horns I have to build out, you know, so because my real horns, they're they're not as big. No, those only come out. Those only come out when we're negotiating contracts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so I think that's it. Let's Sounds do our good. virtual high five. Yep. And uh, we'll see you at the next one. Sounds great, Amanda. Thanks a lot. We'll see everybody soon. Bye.